Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Cheesa and Pringles. Hey, Hoops fans, do you want to play in a basketball game with some of today's biggest stars? With Charles Barkley or Shaq as your coach? Well, you already know this by now if you've been listening to the pod all season. Pringles and Cheez-It are bringing you that chance with the Celebrity Crunch Classic All for the Win sweepstakes. All you have to do is go vote for Team Cheez-It like Tate and I will do. Team Cheez-It. Or Team Pringles. Kyle, are you Team Pringles guy? Nah, you haven't waited on... Cheez-It, Cheez-It, Cheez-It. You're Cheez-It. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're all Cheez-It. Mm-hmm. We should try to find somebody around Ringer HQ that's Team Pringles to My even Kyle this thing out. Pringles. Was it good? Uh, as you go to CelebrityCrunchClassic.com slash OSP to vote for your team. Visit the site for more details. Pringles versus Cheez-It. Pick a side, stock up, and go for the win. No purchase necessary. We are also brought to you by our good friends, Jesus and Mero. Mm. It's happening, Tate. Good friends of Tommy Alter. Today's episode. Who is a friend of our program. So we're tangentially friends of Jesus and yeah. Mero. Yeah. Yes. We are. Uh, what, it, w- how much would it annoy Tommy if we called ourselves the Jesus and Mero of podcasting? Like if we, but they're the Jesus and Mero like, podcasting. Yeah, I know that's true. Yes. Oh, college basketball podcasting. I mean, yes. like, or so, I don't know how mm-hmm. to, I don't know how to phrase it. But basically, I just want to offend Tommy. I want to like walk, be in the office and be like, you know, Tate and I are kind of like Jesus and Mero. And then he's like, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> and he just gets very offended. That's, I don't know, we'll white people. <laughs> uh, the brand is stronger than ever, folks. You know, Jesus. You know, Mero. You you love these guys like we do. Uh, go check out their late night talk show now on Showtime. Mm. That's exciting. Where, where where was it on before? No free ads. Don't oh, say. Yeah, right. uh, it's on Showtime. Bleep that. Now. Bleep that. That's all that matters. Uh, so North Carolina lost State. It happened. Yes, SEC, w- SEC. Yeah. They're chaining it. I can hear it. Tate was not. He's not mad. He's definitely not mad. No, uh, not mad. He's he's not mad. Disappointed. Not yeah, mad. Uh, but then Duke also won to mm-hmm. to just drive home pissed. The, yeah. <laughs> Pissed. Drive home your painful night. Uh, we we said coming into this round, the the Sweet Sixteen games, we were crossing our fingers. I, I will be honest, half of me was just saying it because I wanted it to be true. The other half actually thought it was true that mm-hmm. these games would be great. That the tournament has kind of been slacking a little bit in terms of excitement, but these were awesome matchups that we were excited for. And I'm ready to call it. The NCAA tournament has officially started. Tate, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it, but first, Carson Edwards. Hey, thank- All right, we are coming to you on Friday night, burning the midnight oil here in Los Angeles, California. We just witnessed Duke get another miracle, yet another miracle. Someone tweeted at me after the game and said Duke's going to be the first team. Is it a miracle if the good guys don't get the win in the end? It's just Can the Devils get miracles? Yes. How does that work? That is the question. Um, before we get started, I wanted to uh, plug first date. We are doing, uh, we are going to be hosting a party at the Final Four this year. I, I talked about this like a while back. Um, that I was that I had it in the works uh, that we, we were going to do an OSP party. Originally, it was going to be a party where the, my Club Trill beer was on tap. Um, so what happened is apparently there are liquor laws, and you can't just uh, you can't just show up at a bar with like a Beer's bunch of not liquor of beer. though, right, Kyle? Yeah, that's true. It's true. That's true. It's alcohol. It's true. Not yeah. liquor. Mm-hmm. Come on. Uh, you can't just show up with kegs of beer and be like, "Hey, serve this to people." You have to like get permits, and you have to. And apparently, it was more of a headache than it was worth. Uh, but we were still having Tell a party. Tell that to the bootleggers of the past. So, um, the the genesis of this is that we went to the final four last year. We saw that there are all these these hoity toity people throwing parties, and mm-hmm. like you're, you're we're walking up and down the Riverwalk in San Antonio, and it's like, yes, the men in tuxedos, not hoity toity, right, right? The other people, we were not hoity toity, no, of course yes. not. 
uh, and there's velvet ropes and it's like, I'm sorry, sir, you're not allowed. And it's like, you see us on the tuxedos and they're like, come on in. And then I had to tell some of my friends, I'm like, just wait out there. I got to go talk to some important people, whatever. And then we looked at each other and we were like, we should have a party for the people. By the people. By the people. Mm-hmm. With um, the people. So that's what we're doing. We organized a party. We got a... Uh, at the people's houses. So if you have a house that you would like us to have this party... No, we're just kidding. Continue. Um, here's, here's the deal. Uh, Sunday night of the Final Four. Yes. The night before the National Championship game at Sneaky Pete's mm. in downtown Minneapolis. It's on 5th Street. It's right by the Target Center. You want to defend Tommy Alter? Sneaky Pete's. That seems like <laughs> something that would offend him. <laughs> What does that even mean? I don't know. Just the yeah. name. Just something. Like, yeah. the implication. Okay. Um, we, we we are going to be having a party uh, uh, 9 p.m. to close. We're going to shut the place down. Uh, and you're asking, like, what is this party entail? Really nothing. We're just getting... <laughs> it's just, like, where we're going to be. So if you want to hang with us... The best part about this is that I'm learning about it literally yeah. right now. Me yeah. too. And I'm not going. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle. I'm going to FaceTime Kyle at the I party. Mean, it's not really a party. It's more of, like... I'm not going. It's more of like people that are tweeting at us, where are you going to be on Sunday night? That's where we're going to be. That's pretty much it. It's like we're going to this bar and then um, I'm hoping that be maybe, sneaky about it. maybe I get like two free beers out of the deal and that's that's all I really want. So um, anyway, I just want to put that out there. Uh, let's get to the basketball. Um, North Carolina lost. Your thoughts? North Carolina lost. That was what uh, happened. I think the headline that I saw for this, party like it's 1986, Auburn upsets North Carolina for a trip to the Elite Eight. And I think that it uh, sort of played out in the way that you would not expect it to play out in the sense that somehow running up and down the floor and shooting threes and uh, playing at a high pace is now Auburn basketball, according to Charles Barkley. Kenny, Kenny the Jets, mm-hmm. leading into this game, obviously, this was Kenny Smith versus Charles Barkley. This is the showdown. They basically build out a set. They put the flags in front of them at their right. little desks. Like, Kenny's wearing a full-on uniform. Right. Does, does this whole thing where he dribbles out, you know, the broadcast is like, I'll see you guys in Kansas City. I got to go to the game. <laughs> and, and, you know, from there, I am on red alert. I'm like, we are going to lose this game. You know, just, just that intro, him in full uniform with yeah. Smith dribbling to go to the game. Because he's too confident. We're all too confident. North a Carolina. Too confident. It's a little too confident going to this game because again, this you was are not co- confident. I will. I will defend you on that. I. This is not. This. You're. You're not uh, doing revisionist history here. You were texting me. We're going to lose to Auburn. And I was like, No, nah, I think you're good. You weren't good. It's you were one very of, bad. It's one of those things where if you're North Carolina going into this game, and we'll get into the actual uh, the game itself, but Maybe. just for, from the from the <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see if we have time. <laughs> looking into the game, if you look at the matchup before, you say to yourself, "Okay, Auburn wants to run. Auburn's going to shoot threes. Auburn, if you feed into them with turnovers, they can really make you pay." Mm-hmm. To me, these are all red flags because North right. Carolina does not have the typical classic big men that could, you know, nullify some of these things by getting easy baskets in the paint because Luke May is basically a three-point threat in this game because he's dealing with Okiki, mm-hmm. which uh, poor one out because we hope that he's going to be okay. We'll talk about that later. He won't be okay. Uh, that, looked, that looked pretty bad, but um, I, I wasn't trying to make a joke there. I don't no, think I'm he's just, going to be okay. I hope, I hope but, that. I'm I mean, saying long-term. Okay. Yeah, long-term before will be the okay, game, but he's I, not coming back the rest of the time. Yeah, before the, quickly on him, before the game I was texted, he is going to make Nazir Little look like he has to come back for a second year going into this mm. game from a scout. So, ooh, I, like a real scout or like, a real scout, not ooh. like a boy scout. Are we sourced? Is this are we sourced on this program? We are we, sourced. We have real scouts. This okay. is a scoop. Scouts are, this okay. is a scoop. Okay, going into the game and said, "Watch out this for Okiki." This is a scoop. Watch out for Okiki. <laughs> yeah, he's going to wreck you guys, <laughs> yeah. especially Nazir Little. And I'm mm. going in this game, North Carolina. There's report- As expected. <laughs> As expected, this is what happens. My brother and my father, they are very involved in the message boards. And if you live in the south uh, of this country and you are a fan of 
some sort of program that's in the South, whether it be a college, whatever team, you're probably on message boards and you probably believe in what you read. <laughs> so I'm getting texts at 6 a.m. this morning. Kobe White has the flu. Nazir Little has the flu. Cam Johnson has the flu. We, we No chance. Like right. as if, if dead to rights, the game is over. So that's what I woke up to today. Uh, calling, checking the message words myself. Yes, people are saying this. They're also saying that Buzz Williams has agreed to take the Texas A&M job. Now, hang on a second. You're saying, let me connect some dots for you, right? Because yes. I think I know where you're going with this. I'll, I'll, let me get, jump right to the point. Bruce Pearl poisoned them. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> yes. Because I have some I have some strong evidence to back this up. Beyond this happening, I don't know if you remember the last podcast. I was talking about the last game that mm. I quote-unquote played at Ohio State when I was watching the game from my my hotel room. With the flu. With the flu. Mm-hmm. You know who we were playing in that game? Tennessee. You know who was coaching Tennessee? Bruce. Kyle, your thoughts. I'm not touching this shit. It makes it, it makes sense. It makes sense. The team it basically becomes bubble boy or sick boy or whatever. It needs to be quarantined. That's what I'm learning going into this game. So everything is a red flag for North Carolina from my vantage point going into it. And then guess what? Auburn lived up to the hype. Auburn, it is one of those things where you're North Carolina. You've been playing against zones in the past two games. You've been beating mm-hmm. someone trying to make you play left-handed. And then they try to make you play... They try to make you use your fastball, and turns out you're mm. only throwing 91 today. Mm. And Auburn's throwing 98, and they mm. ran you out the gym. They beat you at your own game. That's as simple as I can make it. North Carolina got beat at their own game today. And, Auburn made shots. And let me just say this. I would say North Carolina at large, we're not upset that you lost to Auburn. <laughs> we're upset that this team, we will never see Kobe White this year little. I mean, based on what we would suspect that they would go to the NBA. Yeah. We will never see them play in North Carolina Blue again. And it seemed like a very... For Luke May to go minus 22. Is that true? Let, let, me, repeat, let me repeat that. I don't, I don't know. It might have been on the message boards. <laughs> minus 22 uh, for Luke May in this game, which is a real, real downer uh, for a guy that's a senior and has been so great for this program. A guy that made a shot to take he did North make Carolina a shot that one Memphis. Time. Yeah. We always remember Memphis. We were there. Uh, oh, wait, no. Uh... But at large, North Carolina, uh, really tough day at the office for the boys and yeah. for me, who was sitting at home by himself watching this game because I had, I mean, I'll be quite honest with you, I had to go to physical therapy today, back's not feeling great, getting texts about the message board going into the game, people got the flu. It's, the question it was all has, negatives. It the, was all negatives. I, I've already from, had from uh, I've already had people um, requesting money from me on Venmo. They're all they're all Carolina fans saying you owe me money, you son of a bitch for for yeah you were making Carolina. For this. Yeah. yeah, can can you defend me, please? I had nothing to do with this. I I did, I was not anywhere close to you. I was at least what seven miles away from you the entire game. You you were on the other side of the town. Release the yeah. tapes. We yeah. got to see where you were. I need to find my friend. I was in, at your, the I was in the bushes. Were you in Kansas City yeah. <laughs> dropping the blankets with the flu, <laughs> dabbed on them by Bruce Pearl and the Auburn medical staff? I don't know. I um, don't know. I have not seen that. Your thoughts on Auburn as a team, though? We should talk about the team that won. Um, they, I, uh, I, I naturally, I've, I've talked a lot of junk about Bruce Pearl. I take none of it back. He's a crook. He's a slime ball. I thought him crying about his player was horseshit. I think he does care about his players, but like the Okiki thing, doing the interview and all of a sudden he's getting choked up and crying. Like, come on, dude. You're, you're so, laying, he's laying it on thick. We all know this. This is yeah. who he is. This is who he's always been. Um, and I say that to say, I st- I've, I've always liked the Auburn team. They're fun to watch. I like the Auburn fans. They the, Every time I watch Auburn on TV, it looks wild as hell down there. 
Um, I have nothing against the Auburn program. I just have something against Bruce Pearl because he gave me the flu in 2010, and I'll never forget that. Um, but Auburn is is a very, very good basketball team, especially when they're making threes. And my God, do they shoot a lot of threes. And I don't know. We, we talk about the three-point line all the time. This is something that is the revolution of basketball. I don't know if you've been paying attention. A guy named Steph Curry came into the NBA, um, has changed everything. This goes all the way to the top tape. This is Barkley's brand of basketball. He loves three-point shooting, yes. That's what's hilarious mm-hmm. is that of all the teams to basically— I mean, I know Villanova shot a ton of threes last year, but I thought Villanova was like a pretty good team. Like, they could have—they they don't have to hit threes to have been good last no, year. No, it was a Dante DiVincenzo just completely yeah. go lose his mind. Auburn yeah. is a team that, that has to hit threes to be good, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because they do hit threes more often than not. And they haven't lost since, like, Valentine's Day. You know who the only—you know who they lost to last? Coach Cal. Yeah, Kentucky. Friend of the program. To play. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, it's, it's funny, though, because Barkley, the, the, of all the teams to like be a, a, a true live by the three, die by the three, they're actually could, you know, they could they could easily beat Kentucky. They know Kentucky well. They could beat, for, like, Virginia's, Virginia's kryptonite is always three-point shooting. They now have to play Purdue. They might have to play Auburn in the Final Four. Um, that could get interesting. Auburn has, Auburn can win this thing. Every team that's left can win this thing. And it's hysterical that, like, if Auburn wins this thing, I think, uh, again, I know Villanova shot a ton of threes last year, but this is a different, this is a whole different breed with Auburn that um, they could be like the first truly live by the three, die by the three team to win the national championship. And it would be hilarious that it's uh, Charles Barkley's alma mater, given that he, <laughs> for so many years, said jump shooting teams cannot win championships. 17 threes tonight. Yeah. And if you look at their past eight games, I think this is a Jeff Borzello thing. I saw 107 three pointers in their last eight games. So they're averaging around 13 threes it's a insane. game. insane. It's crazy. And in the first half of this game against Carolina, it, they were, I think they were like five for 18 at once at one point. Yet the game, I think Carolina was up by four. They missed a couple threes where they could have maybe stretched the lead out to seven or so. And then it just felt like the entire, it was like Auburn then comes back down, gets a layup at the end of the half. They get the two point lead, cut to Charles in the studio doing the yeah. fist bump. Kenny's on his, Kenny Smith looks exactly like how I handle all these games. I'm just looking at my phone. phone the whole time. Acting as if I'm not watching the game, nor do I care. He's looking not, up, you know what he's I'm doing? I'm not upset. He's yeah. looking up Auburn's roster for, for <laughs> yes. Chuck. Yes. He's like, <laughs> he's like yeah. It's like Jared it, Harper is his name. Yeah, Brown. <laughs> Brown. His name is Brown. Brown. I was going to say, the interesting thing about Auburn, too, is like, you would think, if you just looked at what they've been doing all year, you're like, of course, Brown is like the spark to this team. You know, the right. guy that's going to hit the threes and get them going. But this, it's like Purifoy came in the game. He think he was like four for four from three, right. and he has fourteen points off the bench, and it's like, oh, this guy we Dude, can't leave open. That shit's contagious too, man. Yes. Like when the, when these guys start, they have so much swag. Like the guys who aren't even shooting that much are shooting threes, and you know it's going in because they mm-hmm. just feel so confident. Um, they they are a very very interesting team because this is what this is what basketball is now. You got you got this game. I mean, we could talk about Purdue. We're going to talk about Purdue Tennessee at some point, but Auburn was horrible from the free throw line in this game. But they're they're eight for seventeen. They're eight for seventeen from the they they hit over twice as many threes as they hit free throws. And the same was true in the Purdue-Tennessee game where horrendous free throw shooting and they're both both teams were just raining threes at the end. Um, one of the most exciting games we had at the tournament. I think this is just what the, the tournament is becoming and it will become and it will get even worse and like... Um, or, or better, depending on your perspective. But like this is... Say it, Mark Titus. What? You, you gotta ha- make shots. You have to make shots. Yeah. yeah. On the record. Shots are becoming more important by the, college basketball. Yeah. by the day, by the day, every single day, <laughs> every day, these shots are more important. <laughs> the shots get more and more important. Twenty-five percent for North Carolina from three in this That's game. That's tough. What did you think? What did you think the game was over for North Carolina? Did you did you think they had a chance? Like when I was, when, when Chuma went, when Chuma went down, Chuma went down. I'm gonna say Chuma. 
when Chuba went down, I said to myself, I hope that North Carolina does not make a run to win this game. Yeah. Because that would be, I think he had 20 and 11 at the time. He's obviously the best player on the floor, had been playing great all game. So for North Carolina to come back with him off the floor, I think it was like around like eight minutes left, but they were making the run as it was right. happening. Brandon I, Robinson, yeah. the entire North Carolina team comes over to the guy who was beating their ass. Yeah. And is nice, gives them the sportsmanship moment. Mm-mm. And that, my friends, say what you want about us not going to classes, <laughs> but we got class. <laughs> say what you want. We may not go to class, but we have class. There you go. There you go. Um, I thought it was over. Uh, I forget what it was. There, you, you were down like nineteen or something, and then you. <laughs> I don't think that's no, true. You're never down nineteen. You're getting your asses kicked, and then uh, uh, you made a little run, and then I was like, oh shit, they they cut it to like ten or something, and I was like, oh, it might be, and then Auburn scored, like they started hitting a couple threes, and then I was like, yeah, it's definitely over now. It felt like every single time they came down the floor, you're making the push, and then when the pushback happened, I was like, yeah, it's over because there's only like four minutes or something left. A friend of the program, a guy by the name of Sherelle McMillan, texted me and said, any team that scores 56 points and has 12 threes and a half, mm-hmm. they're going to probably win the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what Auburn did in the second half. It was, uh, it was a done deal. I mean, in, in the first half, they didn't make the threes, but they were still in the game, which I think is a testament to what they were to do inside yeah. with Wiley and these other guys coming in to kind of stay in the game, not even playing at their best. And then when the shots, the shots start to fall, do you, uh, game over. Are you aware that... Uh, when we had the that te- I'm sad, yes. When we had the teed up podcast, mm-hmm. the one year we had it, Carolina won the title. 2017. We rebrand mm-hmm. to OSP, Texas A&M, and Kyle, now Auburn. Kyle gets now, a tattoo. This and, is an SEC podcast, and Carolina has gotten their ass kicked two tournaments in a row. That's it's interesting. SEC. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, speaking of great Carolina teams, speaking of eleven straight wins for Auburn, that's what I was waiting yeah. for. I'm waiting for the, like. I know that sometimes, you know, we're in the time of every single movie is a superhero movie and everyone has to be a hero, and sometimes the bad guys win. Mm. Bruce Pearl was the first— Sometimes the bad guys win. Bruce Pearl was the only—he's not the only because we've had a couple more, I guess, but he was the first uh, bad guy. He was the B.A.D. guy. The original good guy, bad guy—the original segment was good guy, bad guy. Bad. Bad bad guy. (laughs) He's a bad guy now. I don't think he's a bad it, guy. I think he's past the bad. He's dropped a D, got a G, mm-hmm. and things are going swimmingly. Yes. Until the raid at the National mm-hmm. Championship game in Minneapolis. That's why I was cheering for Auburn. I think I am cheering for Auburn at this point because that's still on the, the table. Do you think the SEC chanters will start chanting FBI? Don't sleep on... What about a Duke-Auburn game? That'd be good. And Michael Avenatti is tweeted... He tweeted... <laughs> Duke, and, and question, Duke mark? question mark? And Duke? Kyle, mark that down. The, uh, the uh, Avenatti. Avenatti? Avenatti? Avenatti is what Avenatti. they're saying now because it's like Gotti. Um... It's murder. Nominate that for a for a Duffy and excellence in journalism when he tweeted and Duke question mark. <laughs> that was it. Or is it and Duke dot 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 what it was? Yeah, I think it? it was and Duke question mark. Yeah. <laughs> and then Coach K was asked about it. this. Did you see this? Coach oh. K was asked about it. Swiftly moved on. No comment, no nothing comment. to say about that. Shut the f up, you what? fing f. <laughs> uh speaking of Coach and K. And then they said Zion? And he said, yes. Speaking of Coach K, can we talk about the deal that this man has with the devil to put a lid on the basket There's, at the end of games, Tate? Um, it's not what, the deal that he has. It's the deal he has with himself. <laughs> it's a self-made what, deal. what is going on here? Um, what is going on? From your perspective. What's going on? I don't know. The, first of all, I'll say this. Duke is, I stand by my comments that Duke is not a good basketball team. They show this tonight. 
Uh, they, they have, <laughs> do they not? They show it every night. That is much. true. But I know, they, but they, like they, they're winners. They're winners. Yes. Exactly. Yes. They're a bad team that Coach wins. Coach K does not coach losers. Exactly. That's yes. It's the philosophy. That's it. <laughs> this is all that's the only way that they're winning right now. Even Zion said that he was like, when the greatest coach of all time says to you, "Look, you have to make every single play for us to win the game." You say, "I guess I have to I jump I fifteen <laughs> feet in the air and dunk this basketball." <laughs> I guess I have to do that. I guess that's where I have to be Say no my more, best fam. self. Yeah. <laughs> Say no more, fam. Yes, I got coach. You. I got you. I will play at that level for you. Yes, that is where Duke is at right now. They are completely, they are having to do everything possible to win these basketball games. And yet the ball is in someone else's hands, back to back games to end their season. Even Zion said it in the practice after Aubrey missed the shot. He said, I was in practice today and it meant so much to me because I saw that I was inches away from it all being gone. Mm-hmm. And that made me work harder. Was the, to almost have it happen again? The uh, uh, UC, UCF they won by one, right? Yes, because the, the, Daw- the Dawkins was for the win, not yes. for the tie. So, Zion's free throw would have been for the tie. Rebound by so RJ. UCF had two shots to win. Yes, if you count the first shot and then the Dawkins tip the alley oop. Yes, they could have oh, got well, him not up the by alley oop. To I mean, me, that well, was I'm the saying first one. just the very very end yes, at the yes, buzzer. They had yes. two shots to win mm-hmm. tonight. Virginia Tech had two shots to win and one shot to tie. So Duke in the last two games, four shots to win, 0 for 4, and then 0 for 1 on the one shot to tie. I'm just I'm just counting this all up for the people. Wow. <laughs> wow. Virginia Tech, uh, the last possession of of some of those three, those guys. Um, Ahmed Hill. Yeah. Took the first one, airballed it, and then it, it bounced off Blackshear, I think. And Blackshear did step on the line. And he I, stepped, guess, he I did, guess we should bring that up. So exactly. So ball don't lie. Yeah. So Blackshear steps on the line, and we think that there's going to be a go look and review it and say, I mean, he stepped on the line. <laughs> I mean, Coach K, like, kind of looks like he what? stepped on the line. Like, our bad. He stepped yeah. on the line. Our ball. Thank you. Like, yeah. another win. That's what it seems like, but it, it gets past them. Mm-hmm. It's fine. We're going to let it play. I don't, out. You cannot review that. Can't review that, it. So but, what, yeah, yeah. That, but still, yeah, still got past still. them. Got, got past, past them. them. Classic. Right. Uh, a Zion, also, we can talk about that flagger. We'll get back to that. Oh, yeah. Can we quickly talk about that? Please do. <laughs> I. Imagine, I, imagine, we're big fans of Zion Williamson. Love Zion. Well, my man, Seventh Woods did this about three or four weeks ago and hit a guy as he was driving, and he got a flagger one, and they both threw him out the game. <laughs> Dude. And it was like, he was crying. Listen, it was on accident. I don't know if it was a flagger. I don't Whatever you want to call it there, I just... I think it's a let Ahmad Hill getting elbowed in the face by Zion Williamson. That's like that's like the, the door of a Jeep mm-hmm. flying open mm-hmm. at like seven and a half miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, hitting you in the face yes. and you get called for a foul. You're in, the, you're in the carpool line and you just get hit in the face by a car door. Even if that was like the perfect call, that's a tough situation to find yourself in mm-hmm. where a car door, a Jeep, a, a, not just any car, a Jeep mm-hmm. flings open at around 10 miles an hour, give or take, um, and hit you in the face. Oof. That's rough. That's right. That kind of changed the game too. And the ref points not, you and says to, foul. I don't mean to. I don't mean to, to blow it out of proportion, but like Duke went on a run right after that. And it was, and Yeah. It's like invincible, know. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like something like that happens. You hit someone in the face and they're like, foul that guy. You got to, yeah. for me, it's like, I can do anything. Yeah. I am Zion. Uh, so Trey Jones, big night for him. Um, I don't know if this is a, this is a good thing or a bad thing for Duke. Like moving at one point, Trey Jones hits like his third three of the game or something. And uh, Nance and, and Grant Hill and Raftery, they said, that's coach K right there. And they started giving K credit. And I felt really bad because uh, I don't think, like what did Coach K say? I, I coach I coach winners probably, but like they, they were basically saying that he made coaching. adjustments at yeah, halftime. He, yes, or, or he made adjustments between the UCF game and this game, and said like <laughs> Trey, make, make the goddamn shots. <laughs> and Trey's like, got it, Coach. Say no more. So like, that's a good idea. I should it's, probably make uh, yeah, these shots. Yeah. You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach. 
Let me get back at it. Uh, he had not made multiple three pointers in a game since November. Yeah. Until he made five tonight. I feel like this is what this whole tournament is. Is like, this has not happened since. It's like Purdue and Virginia are playing to go to the Final Four. Virginia has not made it since, what, 84 or something? Mm-hmm. Purdue's not made it since 80. Uh, uh, Auburn, 86. Auburn's 86. You got Houston in the Sweet 16 for the first time since 84. You mm-hmm. got Trey Jones hasn't hasn't done this. We since. got Barkley and Kenny talking about their careers and from 83 to 87, this whatever feels, it was. This feels like a good time to bring up the uh, um, Big Ten stat of the day. Okay. While, while we're throwing this stuff out, okay. I got I got to dig it up because this is a doozy. This one was uh, speaking of uh, things that haven't happened since. We got this one. Um, per, according to CBS, Aaron Henry today against LSU, mm-hmm. Michigan State's Aaron Henry is the first player with twenty plus points, eight plus rebounds, and six plus assists in a Sweet Sixteen game since Grant Hill in nineteen ninety four. <laughs> so we haven't seen a game like that. Since 1994, it's been a lot. You weren't you were what one year old? You would yeah. barely remember it. Yeah, thank you, Grant Hill. So you you you've never ever seen a game like Aaron Henry had tonight. Was no. that the best game to you in, in NCAA tournament history? That it kind of reminded me of the dunk that Grant Hill had in 1991. That was very akin oh, yeah. to Zion's dunk tonight. Even though Grant did with one hand, mm-hmm. he was very upset about that when they brought that up. He's um, like, I did that. That was cool. That, my my dunk was cooler than Zion's. I'm I cool. Think, I'm Grant Hill. Do you believe that? Uh, we're big on Duke conspiracies. Um, do you think there's something at play where Duke is purposely... Do you think there's some manufactured adversity going on here? Do you think... Um, I saw the Duke Instagram said that that their <laughs> first round game was the most watched first round game that they've... that An NCAA tournament... Hit, I don't know. It was probably it was, it was probably a Big Ten stat. It was mm-hmm. like the most first on, on true TV since... You know, <laughs> yes, yes. It was definitely <laughs> with on TV. Practical Jokers as the lead-in. Mm-hmm. This was the number one uh, in the history... And then they said the second round game was the most watched second round game of all time. I don't know if this is true. I saw, I saw this on their Instagram, whatever. Um, do you think they are purposely doing this? Sandbagging. Sandbagging mm-hmm. for ratings. So it's like everyone wants to tune it. Like now everyone's going everyone's gonna to be watching Duke-Michigan State saying, is Zion going to lose? It's going to be a good game. And then Michigan State's going to get four shots at the buzzer to win and airball the ball. I fear it's 2015 all over again. Mm-hmm. And I think... I was hoping that it could be discussed or you know or talked into existence, spoken into existence, as Lavar would once say, uh, that it could be a 2009 or maybe even a 2017 type situation. Mm-hmm. Any situation but 2015. It, but yeah. Michigan State playing Duke, I think it was like 81. It was like a 20 point win in 2015 when they played each other. It was a blowout. Duke blew them out. Yeah, and it sort of set the tone. It basically said, okay, this it's, team is a legitimate team despite the one and dones. And yeah, I, I think that. Duke has avoided the two losses they should. Have. I think they should have lost to UCF. I think they should have lost tonight. Mm-hmm. They avoided both of those. They were losing to North Dakota State as well. Don't forget <laughs> that. They, they've not. They they legitimately have not had a single good game in this tournament yet, and they're still the best team. And I would I would still say they're probably going to win the national championship. The best game that and they've played since Zion came back was the Syracuse game in the ACC tournament, where he was yeah. thirteen for thirteen mm-hmm. and basically unconscious and perfect, literally perfect in that game. And they still didn't quite. It still, still was a yeah because they're a not a good forth. basketball yes, team. That's exactly. what I've been saying. They're, they're, it's a testament to how good Zion is. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, Duke is? I don't know if you if you watch Duke and you kind of. I'm not saying that I'm a basketball genius and I know X's and O's more than anyone else. I'm not saying that I know more about basketball than just about anybody else because I've been watching it my whole life. I'm not saying that. Uh, what I am saying. Is that if you know like just elementary basketball stuff? If you know what you're, if you if you took a, if you went to the Billy Keller camp in Indiana, like I did when I was growing up, um, 
and you watch Duke, they're frustrated as hell. They don't. Their offense is horrible. Their defense is like their defense is just like we're athletic. Um, they're they're not completely lost. They're not completely bad. Like some of these one and done Duke teams have been horrendous defensively. They're not that bad. Brandon Ingram, but they're definitely not like. You know, it's it's not it's not Shane Battier out there calling shots and talking to people and calling out screens and all that mm-hmm. shit. Um, it's just basically like we're super athletic and we have a fucking alien that can protect the rim and Zion Williamson. And then on offense, it's it's the most disjointed thing ever. But you have three top five picks. Cam Reddish didn't play tonight though. Uh, you have three top five picks. So you can just throw the ball to any one of them and say go do something, and it works. And that's pretty much how they keep winning. What'd you and say to me today? You're what? like Duke is not good at basketball, but they're the best at being yeah, good at I was, basketball. <laughs> yeah, I had a I, I forget how I phrased it. It was uh yeah. The Duke is not good at basketball. Yeah. But, but they have the best basketball players. But they are the best at, at being, good at, being at good at basketball or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it made sense in the time. Kyle, right? Yeah, the Kyle was in the right headspace where he looked at me he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Around, I was like, Kyle, that was the around most, a little after four o'clock. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like Kyle, that's the dumbest thing I've ever said. He's like, no, dude, that <laughs> no, was smart. Dude, that was really smart. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh man. Oh, yeah, man. Cam Reddish left leg injury, whatever that means. Apparently, may not play on Sunday. So that's something to. It came out of nowhere. Was this yeah. like a warm up thing? Was this a? I don't know, but I think it helped at oh, the end of the game. Was this a manufactured adversity? <laughs> dare I say? It kind of helped at the end of the game because the one guy that I would see jacking up shots, sort of. I mean, out of sequence, I guess, but as we've said, they don't really have many offensive sets. But Zion and RJ, they have a little bit of a rapport with each other where you go, I go, mm-hmm. I respect you, bro. No, I respect you more, bro. No, bro, you're my bro, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're bro, my bro, bro. bro. Yeah, bro. brotherhood. Dude, what's mine say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they have that going on, so, like, Reddish being out tonight actually helped with that. Yeah, like, yeah. in crunch time, they could, they were just leaning on each other. It was nice. They both call each other baby bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, one of those. that's my little brother right that's there. Oh, bro. that's my little that's... brother. No, that's my little brother. <laughs> oh, you little bro. <laughs> Oh, they man. just walk away so from each other. If Duke keeps winning, if Duke keeps winning, <laughs> we need an animation of that. What do RJ Barrett and Zion say to uh, win the vid- game? Get the rigor video department on that. Um, <laughs> if if uh, if <laughs> if Duke keeps winning games like this. And they go on to win the national championship. If they have a close game against Michigan State, they equal one out against Gonzaga, and then they beat Virginia on a butt whatever. And they win the national championship, and you don't believe in divine intervention. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking idiot. That's all I'm going to say. Because, like, is there any more proof that like Coach K has some sort of deal with the, with the gods, the basketball gods, a deity of sorts, playing the national championship in Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. You have Tyus Jones, like Trey Jones, like the yeah, Apple thing, is a problem. the Jones thing. This the, has been the season yeah. of Zion all year. Um, it's destiny for Duke to win the title. If they don't win the title, like the whole college basketball world is going to collapse. I on mean, itself. It's kind of uh, weird. It's like it apples, apples, yeah. God, devil, like lots mm. of stuff going on here. A lot of themes. Mm-hmm. Very thematic <laughs> uh, in the NCAA tournament right now with this Duke basketball team. I think the craziest thing to me is that Coach K looks so relieved when they win games. He doesn't. <laughs> I wanna, you, like he for, looks almost amazed that it did work out. Like Ahmed uh, Hill is in the air and he's looking right at the basket. And it is like any just. Throw it in. Just just tap it in. Just, just tap it. Just, 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 tap, tap, yeah, just put tap, it in. Tap, tap, tap. And instead, he falls to his left. Hello, Duncan Smile, And falls down. <laughs> and then Zion Williamson didn't even, like, get there in time, but he was terrified that he could get there in time. And then Zion just looks at him on the ground and was like, sorry, bro. <laughs> it's my little bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, forget the Zion cam. We need a. Uh, I want CBS to do a Coach K cam. Mm. It's absurd. Like if you're actually watching, it's called the broadcast. They cut to him every five minutes. I'm, well, they cut to him when he gets off the bench. Like if you're watching him in these pivotal moments, I mm. swear to God, there was one possession where Duke, big possession, two <laughs> minutes left, something like that, close game, Huge. whatever. And K is like sitting there with his like hands between his legs, like his shoulders like tucked. Mm-hmm. In. He just looks very timid and passive, and he's like sitting behind a ref. And he can't see anything. He has no idea what's going on. Well, you know what he's doing? He's saying a spell. It's like like in Harry Potter. Everyone's like, what is Professor Quirrell doing? (laughs) He's probably cursing Harry's broomstick. Yeah, I mean, probably doing some evil shit over there. <laughs> oh God, Duke's winning the title. I know that. That's, that's really the worst. That's, that's what I've taken away. If you away. thought for any second that any other outcome could happen, I mean, you're an idiot. That's the, all I could say. All like, I can say is there's no way that the those two shots all, don't go in if they're not. I mean, they're right. they're going to be in the final four. I do know that. I I mean, I, I'm I'm just hoping that Nick War. I mean, Nick War got hurt tonight. Exactly. So yeah, Michigan State is down to four scholarship players. I think. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about, we'll come back to the Michigan State LSU game because that was actually like the least interesting game of the entire round, I thought. Uh, they Michigan State just jumped out to big league. Tremont Waters is doing all he could. Tremont Waters, let's just talk about this game and get it okay, over with. Okay, we'll be done. Uh, Tremont Waters, great basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes very hard, he makes hard shots very, very, very hard. I'll say that about him. And they, he had like, to me, he had like the four or five coolest shots of the day, but then it's like, dude, that was only worth two points. But <laughs> really, really good effort. Uh, or you hit like a step back three from like 40 feet away over McQuaid, mm-hmm. and then you're like, God damn, that was awesome. Yeah. But it's only worth three, Tremont. Everyone so. on the bench is like, hey, Tremont, <laughs> stop swag surfing, get back on defense. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So like if you if you just, if you covered the score and you watched like, <laughs> you popped in and you saw like mm. him hitting these shots, you'd be like, damn, LSU might be running away with this. And then you pull the thing off and you see the score and you're like, oh, they're down 17. How did that happen? Yeah. Um, so he made it interesting from LSU's perspective, but Michigan State is just, they're a really, I, I want Michigan State to win the national championship, I think, and Virginia and Gonzaga. Those are the three I want to win. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind Purdue or uh, Everyone Texas left. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Any of those would be good. Um, <laughs> I want to point out quickly on the LSU game. This is the only part that I found interesting. That was the first game that tipped today. We're watching the preview show. Seth Davis is doing... Seth Davis does his pick, you know, it's a mm. lock. I got to give, give you the pick does of the day. he still do the slap it on there and put the chain over it? So our boy Mike Bray's next to him. He's on set. Love And, and love Mike that. Bray is like, Loose. let me just tell you, he didn't want to be there, but he's having a good time. So he's got is, his is, hands hands on the stomach. He said, how much are they going to pay me? To yeah. his agent? And his agent's like, yeah, you should do it. Yeah. Just do it. He's like cracking jokes. Like he's mm-hmm. laughing at Seth Davis. He doesn't really understand what his like whole thing is. Like Seth Davis is like, let me explain to you why I'm going to make yeah. this pick. Mike, he's like, all right, motherfucker, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, and so he gives the whole thing and he's like, and today, here it is, folks. Pick of the day, lock it in. LSU Tigers, most talented team, top to bottom. Top eight guys better than any other top eight guys in all of basketball. And Mike Gray's sitting there and he's like, uh, yeah, I don't I don't agree with that, but I'm just like going along with it. He gets done with this whole thing. Candace and Brendan Haywood, who are a great duo, they basically are like, can we roll the clip of all of his other picks? And it's like, Buffalo. Like every everybody that's lost is said, they would be like, lock it in, sharpie it. Put it down. I changed the channel right when he gets done with that. And I and it's Cassius Winston pulling up. And it's Winston for three. Yes. 8-0 run for the Michigan State Spartans. And to start the game. They, and and that was the rest and of the game. I mean, the game was over. LSU did make a little run about midway in this game. Yeah. But that was all Tremont Waters. Uh, Nick Ward got hurt. 
doubtful for Sunday probably. Do we have an official report? We don't know. It looked bad. Like he 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 went up, landed on his uh, bum hand, his left his shooting hand. Um, I, I, it doesn't feel good that he's going to play. But in a weird way, like this is this has been Michigan State all season. It's like it's like the more adversity they hit, the, the better they get, Tate. Huh? Uh, I do keep seeing fine in in quotes. He's fine. They're saying hand is quote fine after nasty fall. They're gonna yeah, give him sports though. Yeah, sports. You never know. They're I gonna will. they're gonna tape him like a they're gonna tape him, give him like a club hand to come out. <laughs> He's just gonna have like his fist like a, just and a you know what's gonna happen? Yeah. Duke's gonna be up one point. Yeah, and they're gonna and Cash Winston's gonna throw in a lob, and then that club <laughs> hand <laughs> yeah. is gonna hit it. And it's going to literally just bounce off the back iron, and Duke's going to win again. And Coach K's like, I don't know how he did it. Magnificent. Magnificent game, my ass. Unbelievable. Here's what Coach K also said. Duke will try to put something together for MSU. What? That's the quote. Quote, in, in quote. I'll try we'll to do my tr- job. We'll try to put something together. We'll I'll try to best. coach my t- <laughs> What does that even mean? I don't know, but I like it. Uh, yeah, so that's enough. LSU, Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan State's Michigan good. State. Uh, yep. uh, Cash Winston. I don't know. Michigan's, uh, the reason I said I want Michigan State to win the title, and then I I, I realized that I've said that about every team, but um, <laughs> they're just like a, they, they are a college basketball team. They, you we, need we, a we Big Ten title. We've said this over and over. We, we need, first of all, mm-hmm. we do need a Big Ten title mm-hmm. as, as as a conference. Um, we, we need some real stats from the Big Ten, not the... Uh, X-rays were negative for Nick Ward. Oh, that's on good. On the record. Um, Fine. So, uh, uh, but but Michigan State's like a classic college basketball team. They they crash the boards, but they can shoot threes. But they they're, they're like skilled, but they play physical. But also they're not super talented, so they have to play together as a team. And it's it's I don't know if if you like college basketball, you should really really like Michigan State. And if you like us making up things, Kimba candidates is something we made up. Cash Winston is the Kimba candidate, right? He has been. Perfect. Yeah, just pre- it's gotten to the point where like basically every team, whoever your best player is, I'm like, like Corey Davis Jr. could have been the Kim McCann yeah. until they lost. Yeah, Cash is kind of it. Kind of does apply to Cash. It's like something where it's like you take this guy off the team. The Cash is Winston is the offense. If yes. Cash is Winston did not play for Michigan State this year, did they even finish five hundred? I don't know. I really don't know because it didn't happen. So you're saying, <laughs> so we, I literally do not know. You're saying he is the most important player on the Ooh, team. But is he the best? And the most valuable player. Aaron Henry, team. though, did something we've never seen before <laughs> since 1994. So who really is the best player? Uh, let's take a break. We're going to come back, hit the rest of the games. We still got to talk about Purdue, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kentucky, Houston ended up being a good one. Um, and and and, just, and also Virginia played. Virginia also played. So uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back, hit all those. All right, quick break to talk about our good friends at Bud Light. Bud Light is keeping it real by putting ingredients label on their packaging, brewed with hops, barley, water, and rice. No corn syrup, no preservatives, and no artificial flavors. You know who's keeping it real in college hoops, Tate? Chris Beard. Mm. We're going to talk about him in a second. Uh, I think UCLA might be calling soon. Mm. Mm. Make you think. Texas Tech is really, really damn good. And we're, we're going to talk about them in a second. But I want to talk to you more about Bud Light. Uh, cheers to Bud Light, reminding you to enjoy responsibly and keep it real. Also, we want to talk to you folks about Black Tux. Weddings can have 99 problems, but the groom's look shouldn't be one. That's why the BlackTux.com designs rental suits and tuxedos that you'll love. So even if you end up getting featured on a list of 23 epic wedding fails, at least you'll look good for your close-up. The Black Tux has an easy online ordering process that brings 
brings your suit or tuxedo straight to you. Pick a style at theblacktux.com and request a free home try-on so you can feel the fit and quality before you commit. The Black Tux also has showrooms all over the country where you can find your fit and plan your look. From there, they'll ship your order two weeks before your wedding so you can check it one last time with over 5,000 five-star reviews. You won't find a rental experience or designs like the ones you'll find at Black Tux. Tate, have you got your have you got your tux for the final four yet? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> you should get on that. On the way. You should you should definitely definitely get on that. Reach out to Black Tux. Yeah. Get, get it get it set up. Bring your suit or tuxedo at theblacktux.com and enjoy twenty dollars off with Coach Shining. Write that down, Tate. That's What's the, the temperature b- in Minneapolis? <laughs> Can you get like a especially if Duke's there? Get it's insulation. Gonna, yeah. It's gonna be uh, get a custom made tux with insulation in it and all that stuff. Uh, that is theblacktux.com. Coach Shining for twenty dollars off your purchase. All right, Tate. I wanted to open up this second segment with Purdue, uh, Tennessee, but then we were talking about Chris Beard enough that um, I just want to briefly touch on Texas Tech, Michigan. Which I'll say this: um, going into this round, I think it was Tuesday, the pod we did, the, the little Sweet Sixteen preview, and I said I'm really excited for Texas Tech, Michigan. I'm excited for it to be a defensive battle. I'm excited for NBA fans to be tuning into this to to be like my eyeballs are bleeding watching this. Holy shit. Who could ever watch this? And for me to just be smiling like a guy who like farted in a hot room as everyone else is like, oh, this is disgusting. And I'm just the mm-hmm. guy that's like cheesing, like this is yeah, hilarious. Fat bastard. Yeah. That was that was what I thought my attitude was going to be. And then the, the game actually happened. And oh my God, what a horrible basketball game this was. Um, <laughs> but it was described as helpless at times yes. in the media. Brutal, brutal basketball <laughs> game. Uh, but I don't want to lose sight of the fact that Texas Tech is really, 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 really good and playing really, really, really well. Uh, and they do, they've do they done this to everybody. That's the thing is like, if you, if you follow people on Twitter, follow, like, watch what happens when you play Gonzaga. Like, Gonzaga, I guarantee Gonzaga, I shouldn't say guarantee. This is like, this, this is famous last words <laughs> for a college basketball guy to say, mm-hmm. I guarantee. Um, but but what's going to happen, if based on recent results, is that Gonzaga is not going to shoot very well from the field in this game. I don't know who's going to win. Gonzaga, their field goal percentage is probably going to be drastically lower than it has been. And Gonzaga fans are going to be like, damn, we can't buy a bucket today. Mm -hmm. Damn, what's going on? Why is Josh Perkins not hitting anything? And then Texas Tech fans are like, bitch, we're great at defense. That's what's going on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This this happens like every Texas Tech game. They're incredible. And uh, I think you you get tricked. I I want to say you. I'm, I'm saying I. Uh, you get tricked into thinking like Texas Tech is horrible offensively. You think they're Cincinnati, basically. You yes. think like they well, can guard, but you they think can't it's score. Incompetence. Yes. Yeah, they're not, not incompetent no. on offense. It's they're purposeful. It, yes, it's, they, it, it is an yeah. absolute anaconda. That I, is, I generally, they suck the life out of you. I genuinely mean this. Uh, the Elite Eight, as it stands, I, I genuinely do think that any of these teams can win the, the title. I think Texas Tech, like I, this is how I do it. When you get down to eight teams, I start picturing. I'm like, all right, let me let me see the future. I see Texas Tech. I see Chris Beard out there with confetti, and he's holding up the trophy, and he's pointing, and Jarrett Culver is like doing Jarrett Culver things, <laughs> whatever Jarrett Culver might do to celebrate a national title. And I'm picturing it in my mind. I can see that. I actually can. I think Texas Tech is good enough to win the national championship. I agree. They're not just here. I agree that they had the defense to win a national championship. And I will say this. Here are some of my favorite headlines. Michigan basketball sets historic new low low in Sweet 16 loss to Texas Tech. Michigan basketball's biggest flaw returns at the worst time. Michigan sets offense back decades. Mm -hmm. Decades in Sweet 16 loss to Texas Tech. That's pretty much what it was. Texas Tech drained the life out of Michigan. Michigan could not buy a bucket to save their life. They were 0 for 18 from the three-point line until our boy C.J. Baird came in. 
and let it fly. He hit the only three for Michigan. It reminded me of the Rockets in, in Game 7 against the Warriors where it just felt like it had to be a comedy. Or it was a yeah. joke. Like, are you guys, like yeah. you guys must be screwing with us. Yeah. There's no way that you can miss this many shots. Yeah. And it just compounds. Michigan, I think I, I saw a shot chart. I think Michigan made three. I want to say three. If not three, then four. Um, but no more than four. Uh, shots outside the paint. Like, think about that. Mm. They made like three or four sh- basically jump shots. <laughs> I mean, it's not that crazy if you actually watch that game. That sounds right. But like the idea that a two seed, a team that went to the final four last year and has been in the top 10 rankings all season. Um, and it's had three some, jump shots. Exactly. insane. And it was a bad day to have a bad day. That was yeah. a quote from Beeline. Yeah. And that's, you know, pretty much Carolina is a very similar thing. It's a bad day to have a bad day. And I'll throw another conspiracy. I guess what happened before this game? Flu. Power outage. A power outage delayed the start of this game. In mm. Michigan, some, some people were pointing to that being possibly something that hindered their team. So mm. the power outage, mm. the flu, there's, the fingers, to be po- there's yeah. fingers to be pointing around. Definitely, yeah, so bad, if your team loses, figure it out. Bad matchup. Yes. Uh, yeah, what's the other one? The, my favorite is that's basketball. Sometimes coaches will do that. They come in. Sometimes like, shots don't fall. They're like, listen, that's basketball. Just... uh. <laughs> That's basketball. Like, it's a brutal <laughs> game. It's a tough game. Yeah, Michigan, uh, you know, if, if you're a Michigan fan, um, at least take solace in knowing that, that the, the basketball team is still the best football team on campus. So um, there is that. It's a Z- great football team. Xavier basketball Simpson. Team. So, Donut. Uh, let's talk about Michigan and Tennessee because we're going to transition into the, the Tennessee-Purdue game. And uh, Tennessee lost. Don't know if you, you, you stuck it out to the end. Um, <laughs> but Michigan and Tennessee were two teams that, that I certainly identified in December as just very fun teams. Sort of the thing I said about Michigan State, like unapologetically college basketball teams, this definitely applied to Michigan and Tennessee where they didn't have, they had college basketball stars, but no one on either roster would you say is going to ever sniff an NBA All-Star team in their life. Um, So the, the way they played well together, they played great defense. Like these were teams that I got very excited about in December. And then January, my excitement started slowly. It was like, I don't know. February, I was like, I think I'm definitely out on these teams. Um, both teams, uh, uh, not, neither one of them won a conference title, mm-hmm. regular season or tournament. Which now, feels blasphemous and when now, you think about Tennessee because when yeah. they beat Kentucky, it was like a coronation that they won the SEC tournament, then they lost to Auburn. And now they now both, see, yeah, now they both got bounced in the in the Sweet 16. Um, it's really, really weird, but like, it, it sort of feels like their seasons were failures, but they weren't, but they kind of were. It's 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 a very bizarre thing, but 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 I feel like both those teams are in the same boat. Where it's like they had a great season. I'll probably remember their seasons. I'll probably remember. I'll certainly remember the Tennessee team because they're um, Michigan. When I look back on Michigan, I might remember their team from last year. It might like overlap this team, but uh, I'll remember the <laughs> Tennessee team anyway. Great teams, but like they have nothing to show for it, really. If you think about it, no trophies. They they lose in the Sweet Sixteen. You're I don't you know. better to stop it. You know what they won. What they win? The Jerry Colangelo Classic. That's true, they did. They beat Gonzaga. We were there, yeah. They won Colangelo's Classic. That is what they have. We saw Admiral Schofield run into the crowd. We saw Tobias Harris celebrate after the after the game with all the Tennessee fans. That was their championship. That, that, was, their Maui that, invi- that was their Maui Invitational. That, is true. that was the highlight. It's we a, saw it. We were there. Gonzaga wins the title, and then Tennessee's like raising a banner because they're doing the— Isn't, it, isn't that Michael Scott the, uh, uh, when Dwight's giving the speech, and he goes— uh, I captivated the man who captivated 5,000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. They're like, it's a by proxy. Like Rick Barnes is watching the Gonzaga game crying. He's like, I beat the team that beat all the other teams. Mm-hmm. 
We did it. <laughs> when Gonzaga wins it all, that's perfect. Yeah. That is the moment. Rick Barnes yeah. will have a press conference. Um, but no, like Mich- Michigan gets swept by Michigan State. They they don't win, and I'm not I'm not piling on. I'm really not. I know Michigan fans are getting mad at me that I'm a Ohio State guy that's ripping on Michigan. I'm it really was not very, it's just like a it's like a weird season to look back on. They won thirty games. Thirty games. That's what I'm gonna say. It's but a very it feels like a failure, right? Like it's yes. weird. Yeah, it was like to leave that game to have won thirty games and to have so many big moments this year. I mean, that Carolina game, I mean, they beat the hell out of Carolina. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like, what I mean. There's so many memorable Beat the hell out of Villanova, and you're like, damn, they just did that to the defending champs? Well, it kind of goes back to, like, and now you probably lose Iggy Brasdakis, a yeah. guy who, to me, feels like someone that's going to be a part of, like, you know, he should be in Michigan's basketball program because right. he's a great face for Michigan basketball. He's so great for them so early on, and now he's gone. Mm-hmm. Just like that. I don't know if he will be. He'll, go, he'll be gone. I think he's right. gone. I mean, he's gone. based on if Charles if, Matthews is gone. Um, Let me just tell you this. If Chris Wilkes and Romeo Langford are declaring for the draft, everybody's gone. <laughs> I mean, no offense to those guys. I think that they have a lot of raw talent, but it's like— You're just going in on Indiana Mr. Basketball, <laughs> sorry. Talk shit about Kyle Guy and see what happens. <laughs> Talk shit about Kyle Guy If Kyle Guy, after his tournament performance so far, is like, I'm going to go to the NBA, watch me work. I'd be like, Kyle, great Kyle, decision. you got to go to the you combine. You have my support. Yeah. You got to go to the combine. I love you. We love Kyle. you. Appreciate um, you. All right, let's talk about Purdue, Tennessee. Okay. Because uh, we we're, we're talking about Tennessee a little bit. Um, 2.7 seconds. First That's of all, what Tennessee fans first of all, can about. I can we just take like a moment and and Pour just, I just want to hear the words Purdue is in the Elite Eight. I just like I need to say that again. Purdue is in the Elite Eight. It doesn't sound right. It, it still doesn't like you, sound right. It I've had like about you 24 said it with hours. A question mark, yeah. Honestly, it doesn't even sound like you're saying it definitive. Purdue, Mark Titus. Purdue is in the Elite Eight. And they also have great bathrooms. Is that true? Can you a double great, check a that? A great coaching staff. Uh, I know. <laughs> A great legend, the the great oh, Laura. Oh, my mom, my mom. Yeah, yeah. Laura, Laura um, legend. Purdue's in the elite eight. <laughs> <laughs> I keep looking at this bracket, and I'm like, that just doesn't, that doesn't look right. Uh, Purdue, 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 Purdue. First of all, Ryan Klein, um, mm. a man who went, what do you go one for eleven against Old Dominion? Uh, this dude is is unbelievable, and it warms my heart. Uh, first of all, I've said first of all twice, but uh. Ryan Klein um, had 27 points. He had 27 points. He is the type of player who he he did not hit nine threes, but he did he did finish with a point total that's divisible by three, which isn't an accident. He's just one of those guys that no matter what happens, he's always scoring in multiples of three. Um, I'm not I'm not a Purdue fan. I I have become more of a Purdue fan. I I I feel like I know more people in Purdue's basketball program affiliated with Purdue's basketball program than like any other program at this point, including Ohio State. Mm-hmm. It's it's wild. Uh, Purdue's really really trying to win me over with their bathrooms and and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> all that shit in those bathrooms. All that shit in the bathrooms. Um, but it does warm my heart to see a guy like Ryan Klein killing it on a big stage because he is. Indiana basketball not like IU basketball but like he is the state of Indiana basketball and I always and I love this matchup Kyle Guy versus Ryan Klein they played AU together mm. they're both just like two white boys that shoot threes from from Indianapolis yeah um, Kyle versus Ryan it is yeah exactly <laughs> Kyle versus Ryan yes yes um they're playing in the elite eight one of them is going to the final four uh, but watching Ryan Klein just just torch the nets and be so confident about it, and he's got that he's even got like the Larry Bird shot. He's throwing it behind his head a little bit. It's like, oh my god, this is this is what matters. I've gotten to that point. The in my step life. back was the when he when he did when he finally pulled the step back. Yeah, it was like, oh my he's, goodness, he started Ryan dribbling. Klein is unconscious. Whoever right now. was calling the game even said something. They're like, Klein, nowhere to go. He's dribbling. Why is he dribbling? <laughs> pass it, and pass he, it, Ryan. What are you doing, Ryan? And he's like, yeah, why am I dribbling? I'm just gonna step back and shoot this shit. Um, I've reached a point in my life though where uh, like the Hoosier in me is is no longer um, um, 
I mean, I still cheer for, I still want IU to, to do well and stuff, but like, I've just gotten older to where I just want guys from Indiana to, to succeed. And yes. especially white guys that can only shoot threes and that's all they can do on a basketball court. Those are my favorite basketball players on earth because that's who I am. And um, <laughs> to see guys like that go nuts on a massive stage is awesome to watch. That's uh, that's my opening monologue on this Purdue-Tennessee game. My coach was Coach Klein growing up, so I'm really happy for the Klein family in general. Uh, Carson Edwards takes a three-pointer with 2.7 seconds left. Yeah. They good were, call, bad call. I thought it was a good call. I did think it was a Lamonte good call. Turner, Live, I thought it was a bad call, and then I like watched the replay. I saw it on, yeah, on Twitter. I, I was breaking it down frame by frame. I was like, yeah, he did hip-check him. Well, it comes down to... Do you make the call, even if it is... Ooh, you're one of those guys. No, I'm not one of those guys. I'm just saying, do you make the call at the time? <laughs> so you're one of those guys. <laughs> I don't know. You're one of those guys that's like, it was a foul, but do you call it? And then we got the foot on the line thing. Yeah. The, the thing, it, it felt like nobody wanted to win this game because both teams are supposed to blow it. That's and they, both and, yeah. they, they and they didn't know how not to blow this, it. This so was a game. Just, this was a game. Overtime was perfect yeah. for us. If you pause the game with like two minutes left, there's a timeout or something, and you 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 do the the you cut to a shot of a Tennessee fan standing next to a Purdue fan. Both of them are like, "You guys got this." In the oh yeah. you're, you're guys yeah. are gonna win. I've They're seen like, this. No, 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 I've seen this before. <laughs> yeah, that's the line. I've seen this before. And that's where we're gonna get in Virginia Purdue as well. That's a great part about that matchup as well as that uh, both those fan bases are like, you guys are going to kick our ass, but congrats congrats on the Final Four. Before so, you, the game even gets started, just, I just want to say congrats. The you guys South region <laughs> is like the tortured region because <laughs> right. even Oregon, to a certain point, like they have to play in the Pac-12. That's, Which tor- is, that's uh, torture. That's to- Yeah, that's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, Purdue-Tennessee, though. Tennessee, mm. valiant effort to fight back. Uh, to to I, I feel like every Purdue fan watching knew what was coming, but then, as you said, Tennessee fans were like, yeah, I've seen this story, too, that we come back and we lose. Um, I don't know. It just feels... The Tennessee, it, it feels unsatisfying. I know we kind of touched on it with Michigan, but if, but it does feel unsatisfying that Tennessee lost in the Sweet Six, that this Tennessee team that we saw beat Gonzaga mm-hmm. that seems so cohesive and and um, just mature. I still think they are mature, but it's yeah. just like... Uh, the way that they sent out Schofield, uh, you know, with, with all the fans when they came back, right. I will say, like, that is a very... Class. Class. The way yeah, that they class. handled Admiral Schofield, you know, it was yeah. just a, it was a beautiful thing. But then also everything, like Lamonte Turner in his post game. I don't know if you saw this, he's like, Carson Edwards kicking his leg out all night. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it, it, there's both sides. Like, I want to have, like, I, I feel like there should be some sort of tie, like, a, a like, let's tie this up for Tennessee. They had such a great year, such a great team, such a likable team. But now Schofield's gone. Mm-hmm. He's graduated. Grant Williams is definitely gone, right? Grant Williams, I could see him transferring somewhere as a grad transfer. That's apparently a rumor what? message boards. Where did he, he transfer in? Carolina? <laughs> Oh God. I, don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just read. I'm just reading the inside Carolina message boards. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it is. It's very interesting to me to like. He's transferring to Nebraska with Mike Dom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tim Miles is excited. Tim Miles is like, yes. Tim Miles is like, give me my job back. He's like, shit. I got Grant Williams he's like, coming. Who's gonna, t- gonna tell Grant Williams I don't coach there anymore? <laughs> Appreciate that phone call, Grant. But what, it, if, what if Tim Miles like is first of all, Tim Miles is fired. <laughs> yeah. uh, Let's hijack our, our March Madness breakdown to talk about, because uh, we recorded Tuesday's pod. Tim Miles was not fired yet. He has since been fired. He he said he was going to go home and drink a, a certain beer that no free ads, we're not going to mention. Um, he, he went out in the most good guy way possible. It was it was just a, a perfect end to this chapter. Here's, here's my next phase for Tim Miles. A lot of people are saying, go do broadcasting, go do whatever. Uh, I think if you're Tim Miles, 
your next play is to do the Penny Hardaway and form a coup against a current coach mm-hmm. and basically just start recruiting guys now. Just take take the, your gap year, start building up like a start plucking some grad transfers, get commitments from them. Be like, wherever I go, I want you to come with me. Uh, you start recruiting the high school guys. And then you have like a fully formed team. Two words. Georgia Tech. Yes. <laughs> you form the coup at Georgia Tech. You take over. You Pastor, say, you're out. Pastor, you're out. All these players <laughs> see you. And you bring in your, your your set of 13 scholarships. You're like, let's fucking go. And you just step in and you're ready to rock. That's, Quavo, that's my advice. Quavo's at practice. <laughs> you own Atlanta. That's my advice. There you go. Tim so, Miles and Amigos video. Tim Miles, uh, we we might have an end with Tim Miles to come on the show. I'm not. I don't want to promise people. I don't get people titillated and get too excited. But um, there's a non-zero chance that Tim Miles will be accepting his good guy of the year, Duffy. We had to do that. You know how like when you're you, you're doing like an award show and you have to tell the people what that no you're going to win because mm-hmm. like people don't want to show up for award shows if they don't know they're going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of had to tell him he's going to win because he is going to win. It's good guy of the year. It's he's he's. We're going to rename it the Tim Miles Award. Um, you know what would be the greatest thing is if he came here, he's promised good guy of the year, and then we give it to someone else, and then he has to see if he is a good guy. Ooh, that's a great idea. Because the reaction is the good guy move. That is a great if idea. Excited, he loses good guy of the year. If he's excited yes. for Tony Bennett to win good guy of the year. <laughs> and then we see, then we, we walk out of the room. It's like candy camera. We just wait for yeah. him, see if he's going to snap. Yeah. And he finally loses. like, of course Jeez. I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. What are we talking about? So the Elite Eight. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Purdue, Tennessee. Um, Anything else we got to talk about that? Oh, no, I just will say, I mean, another overtime. We had some great overtime games in this tournament. I want to thank you, Tennessee. The Mm -hmm. one thing you did do, it felt like a disappointing season. You didn't win any trophies other than the Jerry Colangelo Bagwan Classic uh, (laughs) with the Grand Canyon. Um, uh, (laughs) You won that, but nothing. It felt like a little bit of a disappointment from Tennessee. But the one thing they did do beyond beating Gonzaga is they were the most entertaining team of this tournament. I guess Duke is kind of giving them a run for the money. But uh, game against Iowa, even the Colgate game was great. Game against Purdue is great. Thank you, Tennessee, for tr- for doing your part to, to liven up this tournament. It did feel like uh, I was saying Coach K is exasperated when they get down and they finally get the win. It felt like when Rick Barnes got to overtime in that game, after having Iowa come back from 25 points, I don't know. It just felt like they ran out of gas finally. Yeah. Because even to get to that point, it was, a, it was a relief to say, okay, well, they only made two free throws. Grant Williams has a nice dunk, but now we got to— And it was nine of the first 11 Purdue scored in overtime and game over. Yeah. We, 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 I mentioned it earlier, but uh, the free throw shooting was hilarious given how back and forth the three-point shooting was. Um, what was it, Carson Edwards, like 8 for 14 or something, something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Carson, Big Ten stat of the day. Uh, Carson has four 20... This is actually impressive, though. He has like four 25-plus <laughs> point games in a row in the tournament, which is something that hasn't been done since Steph Curry. Oh, yeah, I saw his reaction like, to that. Three, yeah, or something. I don't remember. He was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, like he was actually excited about that, which then, I, he, I, I appreciate yeah. that. And then he goes, like, it's it, honestly, it's not about the points to me. It's about just, like, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, Carson. feels like it's about the points with you. What's going to happen first? Then they asked Ryan Klein. He yeah. said, it's definitely about definitely the points the for point. me. Yeah. Um, Going to keep shooting, you know? Just keep shooting. R- Ryan Klein was 7 for 10, right? Mm-hmm. This is because uh, he didn't shoot enough. That goes back to my theory. You should never finish 7 for 10. You should finish... You should always be a forty percent three point shooter. That's my that's my take. So Purdue, first time since two thousand, Elite Eight. First Painter, time, Painter's since first time. 
in the regional final. Purdue or Virginia will be going to the final four for the first time in my life. And I'm an old man. I have mm-hmm. gray hair in my beard. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, here, here's what I was going to ask you. Is, is Carson Edwards, what's going to happen first? Carson Edwards shoots Purdue out of a game or Auburn shoots themselves out of a game? Because I said, like, th- that was my analysis for people. That was my elevator pitch for both those teams. When people were asking me to, when they were filling out brackets, I was like, Purdue's a good team. But when they lose, it's going to be because Carson Edwards goes four for 24. That's going to happen, and they're going to lose. And then I said the same thing about Auburn. I was like, Auburn Auburn can beat anybody. They get red hot. They can beat anybody. They could win this thing. But they're also probably going to go six for 29 from the three-point line in one of these games. I'm Team Purdue, and I don't feel like I've given Carson Edwards any credit this entire tournament run. Shout out Joey Brooks for pointing that out. And I will say this. Did he point it? Did he call he, you out? He called me out for not saying anything about Carson Edwards. Oh, my God. He said, bring, he said, hey, bring it I, up. Okay, if he's going to call you out, can I call him out? Joey Brooks on staff at Purdue. Mm-hmm. Um Friend of the program, he I texted him in December because we we hung out with him at the Final Four last year. Had a great time with him. Uh, all you know, he's one of the, all, a lot of these coaches go to the Final Four. He was one of them at the Final Four last year. So I texted him in December and I was like, "Hey man, you're gonna be at the Final Four again this year?" And he goes, "Yeah, for for sure. We just booked our hotels. We got all the right tenant, whatever, whatever." He's like, "We'll definitely be there." And then I said, um, "Aren't you worried about maybe playing in there?" And he put, "LOL, nah." <laughs> I may have made up that part, but uh, <laughs> but I basically I said like, are you going to be at the final four? And he was saying he was responding as though he's going to be there as like a coach at the at these coaches at the clinics. clinics. Yeah, with with instead Bob Huggins his, in a sweatsuit instead of believing in his own team that he's a yeah. Sorry, Joey. I don't I don't I don't mean to throw you under the bus here, but uh, I just threw you under the bus. Well, Joey, uh, <laughs> I hope I hope Carson Edwards plays well, and I will say I think without our boy Okiki with Auburn. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be them because they can't rely on someone. If they aren't, if Harper's not making shots, Brown's not making right. shots, they can't throw it into Schumann to say, get us an easy bucket. Let's get back on D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what other games we got to talk about? We got to talk about Gonzaga. We got to talk about Florida State, a That's rematch right. of last year, a game that we were worried about, I guess, going into it. Uh, as far as Gonzaga matching up with Florida State, we joked about, you know, this being a bad matchup, Florida State being able to get the best of them again. But Leonard Hamilton, uh, does what he does best, and Mark Few has a great game, and Gonzaga figures it out, and I think they still, right now, if I did the rankings of power rankings power of the rankings. best team, Gonzaga is the one. best team. Yeah, best one seed, best team. Gonzaga, if uh, it's it's easy to say, remove the one game, but um, really, if Gonzaga, the St. Mary's game, I'm saying, man, we're gonna if Gonzaga went to the title, we're gonna look back on that and just be so confused as to what the hell happened. Uh, because if, if if Gonzaga takes care of St. Mary's in that WCC title game like they should have and, and they don't throw the game, Mark Few isn't just sitting there with his arms crossed as uh, Hatchamura and Brandon Clark are taken out of the game. If they if they win by 30 like they had been, what did they beat them by 48, right, earlier mm-hmm. in the year? Uh, I don't think there's any question that everyone's talking like this is Gonzaga's tournament to lose. But they did lose to St. Mary's, so now here we are, and everyone's like, yeah, okay, so fine. They beat Florida State. Florida State was hot. They're really, really good, super talented. I get that, and they handled them very easily. But are we sure? Mm-hmm. Are we sure, Gonzaga? I still think it's Duke. Um, I don't know. Gonzaga, Gonzaga to me is definitely the best team in this tournament. I think it's a lock, and I think they actually got a great draw getting Florida State again, a team that did beat them last year. You know, a team that they understand the range of athleticism, yeah. and obviously Kofor doesn't play in the game, so that makes a little bit of a difference as far as the rotation of big guys they have coming in. Kevin Golly doesn't have a good game. Florida State didn't play their best game. No, but didn't like, well. Ro- didn't make shots. Roquan Gray did not play great. I, think he, I don't even think he scored in this game. So everything that Florida State needed to do to have those X-factors off the bench with Kevin Golly, Gray, the guys that could match up. Like, Tilly didn't play well in this game. I don't even know if he scored in this game, but the, the main guys, the Clark, Hachimura, 
it's it's run of the mill. It's what Gonzaga yeah. does. I mean, it, they have so many ways to beat you. And as you watch them play this game, to me, Florida State would be a team that could actually match up physically. They handled it, weathered it, moved on. Right, right. Gonzaga is good. I'm just thinking more about it. I was just <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I'm racking my brain remembering um, all the stuff that happened in this game. Josh Perkins was incredible. Um, but they had so much swagger, too. That's the thing. It, it's I felt like Gonzaga and Virginia were the two most consistent teams all year. Mm-hmm. Um, they they were the two that I uh, if 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 we're doing simulation, I mean they were the two that at the top of Ken Palm. You know they're the two teams that that so obviously they're the two best. Uh, but when you're watching these those two teams in the tournament, there's an obvious difference in swagger and confidence and whatever else. Like Gonzaga, it's like the program has they they've by going to the final four by going to the title game a couple of years ago um by by having all the success they like no one ever talks about Gonzaga choking the tournament because you'd be an idiot to talk about that and the monkey is completely off the the whole program's back all those guys have so much swagger when they're out there and and th- they should because each one of them everyone that sees the floor for Gonzaga is a killer it's crazy they're so loaded they 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 know they're going to win these games they they don't panic ever um I don't know, man. They handled Florida. We both love Florida State, mm-hmm. and they handled them from start to finish. Florida State made it interesting a little bit in the second half, but uh, but there's no panic. There was no buttholes getting tight. It was just like we're the better team. We're going to win. We're going to beat Texas Tech. We're going to beat Duke. We don't care who we play. We're winning the national title. Um, it's interesting because we, I don't really feel like people are getting that excited about Gonzaga, and they should be. And we like to pick teams for revenge, like a chance for revenge. Gonzaga thought that they were going to win the title in 2017. I mean, obviously every team in the Final Four thinks they're going to win the title at some level. Uh, but Hachimura... Did, did Loyola think they were going to win the title last year? <laughs> Sister Jean definitely did. Okay. Uh, actually, no, she thought they were going to lose in the second round. Oh, that's right. Uh, this year we came with revenge and we did it, said Hachimura. I mean, mm. that's talking about Florida State. Obviously lost to them last year. So they were pissed off going that's into true. this game, which I like the lead in there. Uh, and I like the fact that, I mean, they're second to lead eight in three years. Mark Few's been there. Like you said, there's no, we're not dealing with the Virginia Purdue where we get to Minneapolis and we're happy to be here. And there's no, yeah, there's Mark Few's not answering questions about like, Mark, you know, this is the first time you've uh, ever been at this stage in your career. Phil, you got a, the uh, yeah. monkey off your back. Uh, Rui, Rui, uh, can you, can you speak a little bit about what this means to, to, to bring coach Few to his first ever elite eight? You know, like it was all the Karnowski yeah. questions. Yeah. And oh, I will say, Brandon Clark, again, this guy has to be... I, I don't understand how he's not talked about as being a top 10 pick. I don't uh, understand how that works. I don't understand how, like... How the NBA some, draft works. I don't I, I mean, don't I understand either. how it works. <laughs> I guess, like, people, these you know, these experts, like, make up these mm-hmm. lists, and then other people look at their list, and then they change their list accordingly, yeah. and then they have, like... A lot of group think going on. Yeah, it's a lot of lists, but Brandon Are Clark sure is... sure Zion's number one? I'm talking about feel for a basketball game. You watch yeah. Brandon Clark play, that guy knows how to play basketball. That's always my analysis. Like when when we do the draft stuff, is just like I I don't know. I mean I don't I don't I don't remember. I don't really understand exactly what these scouts are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not an NBA scout whatsoever, but I can tell who can play basketball. And yeah, Brandon Clark knows how to play basketball. Like I don't know. Is his wing, I don't know what his wingspan is. I don't, I don't know what kind of guy he is off the court. I don't know if he he's. I don't I don't really know much about him. I know when I watch him play basketball, I'm like that's a guy who knows how to play basketball, and he's really fucking good. And Fluid. That's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that means he should be picked 17th or 26th or where we're going to forecast him, but um, I really like him. Uh, yeah, Gonzaga, best team in the tournament probably, but uh, don't sleep on Texas Tech. That's what I'm saying, man. Like all these, I'm really not trying to to be a coward and and, and not take a stance on like who I like in this tournament. I'm I really genuinely believe that every single one of these teams can win the thing. Um, 
And that's not true of every lead agent. I mean, even Loyola last year, like we were like, this is a fun story, but they're not they're not winning the title. We all know they're not winning the title. This Elite Eight, every single one of these teams could win the title, and I could see it happening. And it would not even kind of surprise me if Auburn won the title. If Auburn just kept making everything they throw up there and they win the title, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk about the team that's got to play the Auburn Tigers, Coach Cal. A quick break to talk about our friends at CBS Sports HQ. As you know, we are in the heat of one of the greatest sporting events on the calendar, March Madness, and the best place to stay on top of all the NCAA tournament coverage, CBS Sports HQ. What is CBS Sports HQ? Great question, Tate. It is the free, that is important, remember that, free, costs you nothing, 24-hour sports network that's built for fans just like you and me. I watch it all the time. You don't get any of the hot takes, the fake debates, the politics like other sports networks, just the stuff that matters, nonstop highlights, news, analysis, no matter when you tune in. And if you enjoy playing fantasy or placing some bets, their experts are always dishing out picks to help you win. So check out CBS Sports HQ. It's always on and always free. No need to pay a subscription fee or have an expensive cable package. None of that stuff. No strings attached here, Tate. Just download the CBS Sports app on your phone, Fire TV, Roku, or Apple TV to start watching today. And we're back. Time to talk. SEC. 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 Those were... S- no, just keep going. You th- those say are your good, thoughts. I'm just going to chant SEC. Those were Kentucky time. fans that were chanting that, right? Uh, I mean, obviously, the, Auburn the, fans are going to chant that too, but I, I think Kentucky... As far as like Alabama owns it, oh, when, in when, football, when Auburn beat Carolina, it's whoever the best it, yeah. team is. They own the SEC chant. So Alabama in football, they own the SEC chant. Same with you know Kentucky. They just love it. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, um, Kyle, start chanting it. <laughs> uh, Tyler Hero, he did it. This is is this finally Hero Ball? It was Hero Ball. Uh, PJ Washington was back tonight. Uh, uh, he was good. He mm-hmm. was very very good. Um, I think Kentucky with PJ Washington. I, I I've been saying it about every team. Forget this. I'm not even gonna say it. But yeah, I, Kentucky is really fucking good with PJ Washington. They're really, I I like good basketball teams. Mm-hmm. I like all these teams that are left. Um, but yeah, he he was really good. I didn't think he was gonna play. I thought he uh, was not going to play because um, I famously said on the pod that I had a similar injury and I was out for three months. So I just assumed. Um, but apparently he probably got better treatment than me. And I do think it, I do find it amazing that you've had the flu. And yeah, like, I've had every injury. You've had every every ailment well, personally. It's because I knew I was like someday I'm gonna have a podcast where I'm gonna have to talk about college <laughs> basketball players. So I want to suffer every single ailment. Empathy everything that is better happen. than yeah. sympathy. Yeah. Yes. So I can be like, you know, Tate, I suffered this one time. I mm. had <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Tyler Hero, big game. We didn't. We were watching mostly the Duke game, but we were flipping over back. Like we had uh, we had the TV. The other. Uh, Kentucky get it looked like Kentucky was in control for a while and then uh Corey Davis was going nuts. I really, really like Corey Davis. It, it, it was much more fun to watch him playing against Kentucky than watching him play against Ohio State. I'll say that much. We should say producer Jim, uh very nice to let us be in his backyard drinking our Bud Lights, watching the games. Uh he wasn't able to figure out the volume for us. He also asked us at least 15 times who Corey Davis Sr. was. Mm-hmm. Um but but from there, well, that was about as much Jim commentary was doing his we material. got. Yes, he, yeah, he, he was running bits it, on his, us. His bit his his one bit that he, he I mean my god Jim, we get it. Uh is uh is that guy Zion Williamson? Whenever there's a college basketball game, he walks in and then he says, "Is that Zion?" Oh, Williamson? Coach like, K, oh, he's funny. the best. God yeah, bless he's the best. Oh, oh get it, Jim. who could call a play like that other than <laughs> K? My goodness. Maybe Cal. That's literally that's literally Jim the entire time. Uh, seventh elite eight in ten years for Kentucky basketball. Mm. 
That's pretty impressive that's stuff. I will say that. Uh, seven and 10 years. Seven and 10 years. Date. Seven for 10. Should have taken a few more. Good. But but I should say, so Hero hits a three-pointer if you didn't watch this game. Uh, pretty much, Corey Davis is going, they, they make a nice little run. Houston makes a run. Uh, Corey Davis is doing everything. And then he comes down, gets swatted finally mm-hmm. as he goes up. I think it was at the time they were down one or something like that. Or it might have even been a tie mm-hmm. game. P.J. Washington, they get, Kentucky gets the ball back. Uh, P.J. Washington tosses it back to Tyler Hero. This is about 25 seconds less, left in the game, and this is Coach Calipari's commentary on it. He said, he didn't listen to me. When he caught it, Coach Cal standing right next to Tyler Hero. I said, drive the ball, drive the ball. Tyler Hero, in his mind, said, I'm a bucket. I'm a bucket. I'm going to shoot it. So he shot it, and he made it. And then Coach Calipari said, I said, great shot, Tyler. Wouldn't make those plays for us. Mm. And that is uh, the story of college basketball. If you do make these shots... These are great shots. So Cal's a flip-flopper. So Cal has no backbone because uh, I'll tell you what, my eighth grade coach, <laughs> he would have put my ass still on the Still not bridge. a good shot. Yeah, still not a good shot. Get your ass out of here. My coach, I made it. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Finger pointing. Yeah, how about that? Mm. How about Aaron Henry having a monster game after the finger pointing? Huh. Weird. Don't see any relation there. Mm, no, it's surely a coincidence. <laughs> surely. <laughs> but still, he was mean to him. Uh, yes. He was so mean. Yes. He was mean. He was mean, Tate. Tyler Hero, though. <laughs> Back to Tyler Hero. Was wet. But Tyler Hero was wet. 19 points in this game. Then also went down and made the free throws. Cold-blooded at the end. I mean, the man is unfazed by everything. He's unfazed by our commentary. He's unfazed by the fans in the building. He's unfazed by his coach yelling at him, don't shoot the ball. He shoots it anyway, mm-hmm. and it goes in. That is what a hero does. Mm-hmm. We don't deserve heroes like Tyler. We got I, it tonight. Uh, I, uh, uh, do, do I still have to defend my Tyler Hero opinions from November? Or have I done that enough already? Not on I'm, my I'm watch. On, I'm on Tyler Hero's side now, right? I'm clearly, you, we all understand this, that I, that I love him right, now. We get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, all right. I don't need to do that again. Uh, this is going to be a fun game, Kentucky-Auburn. What happened with the first time they played? Do we remember? Uh, let me Quickly, while you look that up, I do want to point out, uh, PJ Washington before the game uh, said he took some pain pills before the game, started hurting in the second half, but he had to tough it out. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, he's got cramps going on. So if PJ Washington... Is dealing with injuries. Obviously, mm-hmm. we got Okiki on the other side with Auburn. Probably won't be able to play. I remember on, now. Uh, yes. Kentucky swept him because Kentucky won at Auburn like earlier in the season. Uh, it's a really close game, two point game. I think that's Tom, we, I think Hero had a big game against them. That's when we Auburn. nullified the uh, the Auburn team. Yeah, for we the like, time okay, being. Yeah, yes. we were like, okay, so now we don't have to worry about Auburn again. And then Kentucky took care of business against Auburn at home. Um, and then after that loss, after after Auburn lost in Rupp Arena, I don't think they've lost since. So, uh, yeah. This will be interesting. This will definitely be a very interesting game. Uh, what else? It's, talk it's about? almost a nice reprieve that Tennessee knocked out Kentucky in the SEC tournament because they didn't have to play Auburn in the title game and waste a, a recent chance to play them. So now save it for the Elite Eight. We're going to find out who is the best team in the SEC. <laughs> yeah, who is the SEC champion? That is the Elite Eight. Who is the real? In the and, Midwest. And then they'll have to play. The winner of this will play LSU to determine who really, though, who is really the best we team. We were right. SEC. The Midwest yeah. is officially the South so, of the North. Oh my god, SEC! Oh my god, we did it. Uh, speaking, by the way, brought up Jim. Jim said uh, at one point when when the Duke game is close, um, he said if Duke loses, uh, he, he really wanted me to say this joke on the podcast, but then Duke won, so it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he said like, let's pretend like Duke lost. He said, uh, so does that mean Duke? We should just have Duke play North Carolina for the national title, like a separate event. Yeah, as a separate event. Mm-hmm. He's like, you should just say the hell with that, and that would actually do. Serious question. If Duke and North Carolina both lost tonight and then they played each other in like a week, um, 
do you think it would get bigger ratings than like if Texas Tech plays Auburn in the title game? In a I, word, I yes. <laughs> I think I would do. Uh, what else did we talk? Oh, we didn't even talk about Virginia, Oregon. I was going to say, let's save the best for last. Okay. Uh, and that was a joke because that game was, you talk about setting back offense for 10 years. That set Dude, back basketball for 15 uh, at least. Uh, at least, like the, te- the Texas Tech... Michigan game was so bad that it was almost good. It was almost like fun to laugh at how bad it was. Virginia, Oregon was just bad in like a not fun way. It was just like this is just run of the bill. You described fun. it the best way to me, which is it was felt like it was fifty two forty nine. First of all, it was a race to forty nine instead of a race. Yeah. To six. It was a twenty point difference, the Tony difference. And then once we got there, it was all all we could pray for is that somebody, anybody, Bueller, Bueller, yeah. someone hit a shot. I'm worried about Virginia's offense, man. They got to figure something out because they. This is what I I said coming into the tournament. As I was, I I want Virginia to win. I'm a Virginia fan at this point. I really want Virginia to win. It would be awesome. I want to be on the float in Charlottesville. I've said this playing God's plan, and I'm out there dabbing with all the Virginia fans, and mm-hmm. and we're on the grounds, and I'm out there with the fourth years. Um, <laughs> I want this to happen, Tate. But uh, so coming into the tournament, I kept telling people this team is different, and here's why. And it's because their offense is great, because their offense is versatile. Just wait till you see this offense, folks. It's really efficient. You're going to love it. This isn't just a defense and we can't score a team. This is a well-rounded team, and it's gone. They do not score the ball like they should be. It's very, very annoying watching them. Um, hopefully they figure it out because Purdue hits a ton of threes. This is a problem for Virginia. It's always been a problem for Virginia teams that they they pack their defense in. They're susceptible to teams that can bomb threes on them. Uh, that's what they're going to face against Purdue. So Purdue's going to probably get theirs. I mean, maybe this is the game Carson Edwards shoots him out of it, but probably not based on how well he's been playing. Purdue is probably going to get theirs, and Virginia has to respond. They have to get the offense going, or they're in trouble, and I don't want that to happen. I, v- I very much need Virginia to win this. My my dad will not be able to handle Purdue making a Final Four. This will be this will be a nightmare in the Titus household. As my mom is like walking around <laughs> singing the fight song, and mm-hmm. my dad's texting me. He was texting me vomiting emojis <laughs> during this game. <laughs> oh yeah, <it's> Purdue. <laughs> He's yeah. like, wish I was in the Mackey bathroom yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna get the text if Purdue wins. I'm gonna get the text from my dad that just says banners. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just, doesn't the, doesn't count until they get a banner. <laughs> yeah, the picture of all the banners. That'd be yeah. good. I think the most damning thing, the most damning evidence to why this Virginia game to me was so bad is that the Ty Jerome Dagger 3 was taken and made with three minutes and 34 right. seconds <laughs> left. You and know, then, like, they kept bringing up the dagger by Ty Jerome. I mean, there were still three minutes and 34 and then, well, seconds Oregon left. was down three for, like, what, 12 possessions in a row? And yes. instead of just trying to get a layup it was or a very, trying to get yeah, anything else? It was a Wofford else, situation. Was like, it was like, you were just trajectories. waiting for it to finally yeah. happen. And the thing that you would usually say as a coach, like you'd be down seven, you say we can't get it all back in one possession, right? But you could. Oregon's like, yeah, we can, thanks to the three point line. But they couldn't. Yeah, but then you got to make it. Got to make shots. That's the theme of this tournament. Season low in scoring for Virginia in that game too. I think the only thing that Uh, I would say is they're not getting primed. Even if they do make the Final Four, it hasn't been a smooth run. They haven't had the real test of a team where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, this is Virginia basketball playing at a high level. They've been skating their way through. Right. I'm. I. Really, the two teams that have stood out to me, well, three, I guess. Michigan State, Gonzaga, Texas Tech stand, stand out to me as like, they're just rolling right now. That's why I think Gonzaga, Texas Tech is the, the game tomorrow. That one's tomorrow. The game that uh, I'm most excited about and, and to go to the Final Four. The, the lead eight game, I guess you should say. Uh, Gonzaga, Texas Tech both look great. Gonzaga's offense is unbelievable. Texas Tech's defense is unbelievable. But they're both also good at the other things. So, um, yeah. That's gonna it's gonna be great games. We're excited. We're doing it. All these teams can win, Tate. The Elite Eight. It's elite. 
Yeah. All these teams can legitimately win. Purdue could win the national title, Tate. Purdue is in the Elite Eight. Congratulations. They did it. Carson Edwards. Auburn is in the Elite Eight. Mm. And they they are good enough to win the national title. Uh, anything else before we go? I don't know. I'm, I might start start crying right now. because Do you, uh, you want to do a... I'm uh, having my Bruce Pearl moment. <laughs> do, have your Bruce Pearl moment. Give one final send-off to these, the senior class from North Carolina. Your, your final... Wrap it all up. Put a bow on the Carolina stuff so you never... Uh, promise the listeners we will never talk about Carolina the rest of the season. Please don't leave Kobe White. Please don't go. I miss you so. Cam Johnson, Kenny Williams, Luke May, love you. Seniors, college basketball, classy but Cole, but Cole as always. Anthony's coming in, right? Possibly. Uh, it's, McDonald's uh, MVP. What's his, what's his what's his list down to? His list got? is down to like Oregon, Georgetown, North Carolina. Uh, uh, you know, some. I really want him to, to pick the national team. Ooh, does the national? Here's here's an idea for you. You know how I say I want to recruit to just come out and say like whoever wins the championship, that's who I'm going to next mm-hmm. year. Uh, why doesn't UCLA do that with their job? Just say whoever, whatever coach wins the championship, we'll write a blank check for you to come to UCLA next year. I mean, nah. <laughs> <laughs> they said blank check. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, you got is, is Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett still hasn't said no. Let's mm-hmm. go through the candidates, the, the lead eight. Uh, you got. Purdue, Matt Painter. We're hearing buzz about Matt Painter coming mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. Well, ha- hold on. Has a, a guy who has, has a coach who played at Purdue and then went to UCLA to be the head coach? Has that ever worked for UCLA before? Huh. Uh, no shit, it has, Tate. So <laughs> why not P- Matt Painter? Uh, Bruce Pearl. Okay, skip him. Uh, John Calipari. He didn't say no. He did say he said he wants to retire at Kentucky, but he didn't say no to the UCLA job. So and who's to say he can't go back to Kentucky? Chris Beard, obvious buzz. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to actually get the job. I don't know why. It just feels like he's going to get the job. I have no sources on this whatsoever. It just feels like the Under Armour thing. I don't know. There's just a lot of I'm I'm, I'm sniffing that one out. I'm onto that one. Basically, when that happens, I'm going to just tweet as expected. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Few. Yeah, okay, probably not. Um, Mark Few's running an AAU program, yeah, so he's, it's he's, hard to actually have to good. beat a college. Tom yeah. Izzo, yeah, probably not. And then K, probably not. All right, all right, never mind. Coach K to UCLA. Coach K, yeah. My favorite thing. He'll, he'll do like he did with the Lakers in 04. I was going to say, that's my favorite yeah. coach. So Coach K used to get offered the Lakers job probably fifth after four <laughs> other people were offered. <laughs> and he would be the one, because everyone else is like, you know, George Carl, Dean Smith. Everyone else would say, I'm not going to leak that because, like, of course I'm getting asked because, I mean, look at me. Coach K leaks it. It's like, you know, Coach K turns down Lakers job and then $2 million bonus to stay at Duke. Yeah, well, wasn't, wasn't the one in 04, like some kid wrote him a letter and was like, K, please, that, that was the story they put forth. Mm-hmm. And K was like, I, I I was going to take it. And then this kid, this one kid, the seven, was, was the kid you? The kid was, no, the kid was Josh McRoberts. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's my dream to play at Duke. That kid went on to be Alex O'Connell. Um <laughs> All right, that's the show. Uh, uh, games are starting today. If you're listening to this, it's Saturday. There are games today. There is Gonzaga, Texas Tech. There's Virginia, Purdue. Uh, we are going to have a Final Four. We will be back Sunday night. Um, we'll, we'll, are we posting the pod Sunday night? Yes. Sir. Yeah, so immediately. As soon as the games are over, we're going we're gonna to record the pod, put it up um, for the Final Four. Uh, I'll, I'll, you, have a, you have your hand raised. What do you Kyle's say? guy, pour one out for Torin Dorn. Great game in the NIT. Lost the Lipscomb, oh. NC State. Just had to pull that. Pour one out for Torin. Yeah. That's it. We'll be back Sunday. Um, reminder, don't forget, we, we are going the Sunday of the Final Four. We will be at Sneaky Pete's. Put that in your calendar. Put that in your planners. I know that everyone that listens to us probably super planned and organized people. Mm-hmm. So um, put that down. We will see you guys at the Final Four. Can't wait for that. Uh, and we will see you on Sunday.
Thanks again to Jesus and Miro. The brand is stronger than ever with their new late night talk show, which is now on Showtime. Thanks for the great Tommy Alter, friend of our program. And we are, you know, we are the Jesus and Miro of uh, college a, basketball. A fashion? Oh, a fashion. A fashion, yeah. Okay. I think All that right. would be the most offensive if oh. I told Tommy, I'm the Jesus and Miro of fashion and I mm-hmm. wear mm-hmm. just basic bitch stuff all the time. That would really offend him. So we'll go with that one. Or influencers. Yeah. Influ- yeah. Yeah. Influencers <laughs> seems like a, that's a touchy that, subject. That goes to the bone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that goes all the way to the top. 